Welcome to episode 991 of Apartment Hacker. This is Mike Burton at Apartment Hacker. It's my mission to tease out human potential in the multifamily space. So I, uh, I'm doing a lot of reading and, and will be doing a lot of reading between now and the end of the year, getting prepped for 2021 and uh, reading a lot of industry uh, articles and certainly some outside influences in the way of business and, and other interests. But uh, came across an article this evening, Five Trends in Gen Z's Renting Behavior. Uh, it was published on multifamily executives, uh, probably in the magazine, but I found it online. And um, they were talking about several things in this, but I'd like to pick apart one of the trends, maybe all of the trends. But... Uh, certainly give you my opinion as it relates to this. And, and I know that a lot of this research, or at least it is cited that uh, J. Turner research uh, is the source of this information, but I just uh, I get the sense that what they are suggesting about um, Gen Z and their willingness to pay for design upgrades is maybe a bit misplaced, or there is a piece of information that I think is missing from their conclusion. I think I think the statement that Gen Z is willing to pay for these upgrades is a true statement. But I think the willingness and the ability to do so are two different things. I think Gen Z has been uh, has their expectations have been set by this tsunami or set by this tsunami of student purpose-built student housing developments that are really like resorts, right? With the highest set of amenities um, in advance of any, almost any, definitely any class B uh, multifamily uh, community or uh, even class A to some extent. Some of the student housing is in advance of that in terms of community or, or amenities and, and upgrades. Um, so Gen Z, has lived in that environment that many of them have come from homes that have upgrades, then they move into these resort styled communities. And so when they get out of school and they're moving out of these purpose-built student housing communities, their expectation is they're just going to move into these upgraded class A luxury spaces. But the difference being that mom, dad, scholarships, other ways and means of paying for school and, and living arrangements goes away, right? And thereby goes away the ability to pay for the willing, <laughs> the willingness to pay up for amenities. So I think, I think it is right to say they would pay for this stuff, but I think it is potentially wrong to assume that they have the ability to do so, especially in an environment uh, that has been impacted by COVID. I, I think the other thing that is missing is that Gen Z, in all their willingness to pay up for things like this, upgraded amenities, etc., they are also a generation that appreciates savings and being frugal. Uh, and, and in that frugalness and that savings, paying for experiences that have nothing to do with living in a class A luxury apartment community. In other words, they might scale that down a bit, not pay for all of the upgrades so that they have the extra money to go out and experience life. 
So I think this, I, I'm not, I'm not on board with the number one thing that they cite in this article. The, they are the most willing to pay for design upgrades. True, most willing, but their ability is not there to do it. And their willingness to some extent is not there to do it because they would rather spend money on experiences. So if they have lots of extra money, maybe they have a willingness to pay for an extra upgraded space, but they'll default to a lesser space with a lesser amenity set in order to save for experiences like traveling when we can get back to that. But prior to that, other experiences that they might be able to go out and partake in as opposed to having a big deck that you can fit two chairs and a couch on. I think that they want to experience other things and will be willing to scale back in order to save up to do those things. Take care. We'll talk to you again soon.